Welcome to the Audit 15 Fun Podcast. My goal of this podcast is to bring relevant internal audit topics to the table at least every 15 days. Today, we have another exciting tool. We're going to be talking about starting your internal audit career in operational versus financial audit. And to talk about that topic, I have the honor to have as my guests, Jung Jung. She is the risk manager at RMIT University in Australia. And Tom Weston is the principal ICT auditor for SWAP Internal Audit Services. Welcome both to the podcast. It's an honor to have you both on. And just for the benefit of the audience, usually I have three minutes for each one for their opening statement, for the response, and then two minutes for their closing remarks. This is going to be a little bit more of a conversation, but still. I will have June get started on operational versus financial audit. And where is the best place to start your career in audit? Thanks, John. I have always get this question with students I mentor. And so I've thought about this quite a bit. I started myself in financial audit, so I am very biased in starting in financial audit and I see the value of it now, although not at the time, because mostly because of the pay grade and how competitive it is in that industry. But now I definitely see the value. My main argument here is really would be that in internal audit or risk management, the standards, the standards we use to do our audits or to do our assessments, they are, they exist and there are a number of them. However, the highest standard uh, would be all the financial auditing standards. If you can sort of see it on a sort of spectrum that sort of oftentimes there's a particular area of review in operational and there's no, uh, they may not be a guideline or a standard or sort of clear expectations or, and oftentimes you might turn to the financial auditing standard or the equivalent um, and look for the appropriate standard and then from there work out your best practice. That's how, that's my main argument. And then the other, because in financial audit, you do do a lot of system notes and you have to test controls. So automatically uh, you are doing a bit of internal audit over financial reporting, internal audit controls over financial reporting. And I think that's just a great foundation because not only does it allow you to link accounts, general like financial accounts, general ledger accounts to their assertions to your testing of controls, but it also, yeah, it allows you to link operations to financial because a lot of operations have financial uh, risk or impacts, especially financial reporting risk and impacts. And I think if you can make that connection in your day-to-day work as an internal order or risk manager, I think it makes you a better internal order risk manager. And lastly, I think with for someone who's starting out in their career, financial audit is good because it's repetitive. It's um, something that they can practice over time. So, because every company has financials, uh, they may not have the same financial accounts all the time, but you get to know the ones that are quite common. And then there are ones that are more unique to different types of businesses. And, and then, but that either way, you get that sort of continuous practice of applying testing, sampling, all those techniques. And quite an operational audit 
it's kind of like you just um, make it up as you go. <laughs> and then and you might take a bit longer to understand, oh, why we're doing what why is it so different from your last company? All right. So it's a, it has a defined framework. We can say that. So it's easier for someone who is starting their career to follow, to practice and to have some form, some form of a guideline. And like you mentioned, that's like financial standards have the highest importance. So you should kind of start there. So Tom, what would be your response to that? It's an interesting perspective, but I think that in terms of operational orders, it gives you more of a scope to think about risks and controls in a different environment. So I suppose for, like you said, with finance, you get a set of guidelines that might be slightly more strict in terms of how you need to conduct your audit, but we all have the same international professional practices framework. So that's the standard we usually conform to or for IT audit, like I work in. So that's, uh, ISACA's code of conduct and practices framework that they use. And there is some crossover there between the IA and the ISACA standards in terms of ethics, independence, objectivity, um, they list competence, but I think arguably you can teach someone to be a competent auditor provided that they are investigative if they ask questions. Uh, so like two years ago, I worked in hospitality. I used to work in pubs and bingo halls, pouring pints and serving customers. And then I just, cause I had an interest in it for so long. So when I joined swap as a trainee, ICT auditor, I just took to the work. I understood risks and controls once it had been sort of explained to me. Obviously I'm familiar with control environments in terms of food safety, cause that's where I'd come from. But then outside of that, in terms of like financial audit, not a clue, still don't, no idea. And it, I haven't needed it. And um, the ICT audit team that we have, they've never worked in financial audit or audit at all, apart from Darren. So I think actually investigativeness, the just constantly asking questions about something, it's like, do what you love. But if you like asking questions, you might like, you might love audit regardless. But yeah, I think operational audit opens you up to the sort of scope of thinking about risks and controls somewhere else. So IT or environmental, social governance. So instead of looking at financial accounts, you're looking at policy sets, strategies, how projects have been managed. You might be doing just data analysis, but not on financials, on emissions data for an environmental audit or user accounts for an IT applications audit. There's just such a wide variety of things that you can do, and you don't necessarily have to be an IT auditor to do those IT audits. Obviously, it helps to have the qualification and the, the wants to work in IT and understand, like you like technology, you're keen on understanding how technology works, and that's all you need to be an IT auditor. The rest can be taught. We can teach you to understand risk and control frameworks. So the IIA provides the standards. There are standards somewhere else. June. And as long as you're asking the right questions, that's what qualifies you best to be a good auditor. What would be your response? That's a really good point, Tom. Um, you're actually talking to a different audience than, than the students I mentor in the sense if they're working in as a waitress at our cafe today, tomorrow they could be an IT internal auditor, which is great. I actually fully support that, I think. They would have great customer service skills, but if you knew or counting like financial 
accounting and financial reporting. We use systems. It's all run through IT or the technology, not the department. So uh, given that it's a huge aspect of accounting is, is learn, knowing how to use the technology. And I think it will take you a bit further uh, if you knew, if you, let's say you were working at Laurent Cafe and you today and tomorrow you want to be IT auditor in Tom's team. You want to get a bit further, like say down track library CFO. I think, yeah, financial, having that commercial acumen but also knowing financial reporting and how it happens, it will take you just a little bit further in your career. So understanding the financial impact of decisions can take you further. What would be your response, Tom? Well, I think it's interesting that you said CFO there when you were talking about how far you could go, because I was thinking chief technology officer, which is actually where I'd like to be. I wouldn't have any interest in being a CFO of anywhere because not that keen on finance. And like you said, you obviously do all of your work now via those uh, ERP enterprise resource planning applications. Uh, I audit those applications all the time to make sure that user accounts and stuff are set up correctly. And there's segregation of duties between those accounts, especially as I sat unfamiliar with. So looking at the actual transaction codes and making sure that they're correctly assigned, I feel like I'm doing the audit that means that the application's working in the first place. That means you can do your audit. Very good point, Tom. What audit does not include some IT component and some information system application? June, what would be your response to that? I guess the financial side also teaches us the thinking, right? Because accounting, it's really the, it's another language. And the debiting, the crediting. And I think if you can understand that language, I think that forces us to be more accepting and use our, more our right side of the brain. And I think because accounting, financial auditing, but it teaches you, financial accounting teaches you that sort of side. I think it just makes you more creative. I guess when I said, if you want to be a CFO, it means you're actually not just auditing, but you're actually making decisions based off the information, the financial reports. So if you have that creative mindset and concept, it's conceptual thinking really, isn't it? And then from that, you could, you'll work with your CTO better. You'll work with your chief people officer better across different organizations better. Cause by that time, by the time you get to CFO, you've got both the financial, you've got internal auditing experience well, and then you're like, oh my God, I can see the whole landscape. I understand everyone's work. So Tom, what are your thoughts on, it helps improve your conceptual mindset. What would be your response there? I think that operations audit or IT audit will actually make you engage with your conceptual mind even more. So if you're thinking about the risks and controls of say a data center, so you're actually thinking about like physical security controls, environmental controls, all the different things that you'd need to consider about how you've built a data center, how people access it, et cetera. And then the next audit that you're doing, possibly within the next hour, you're then thinking about specifically with inside an application, just user account permissions, like I mentioned with SAP, where you've got those granular transaction codes and you've got to think like oh, that 
very tiny level of detail, like should that code be with that code or not? So yeah, you've got that. And then also if you get involved in any other type of audit, it might not even be sort of IT related. If you're in operations, you could be doing environmental data audits. You could be doing say like policy set audits on information governance. Someone who's not an IT auditor might be able to think of far more other sections that they audit than me. But yeah, obviously we work in the public sector as well. So we have like, we're working for councils and at third sector, like charities and stuff like that. So we've got the, um, the down on the ground sections where it's like adults and children's like social services. You've got every other like service that a local council in the UK basically operates. And like some of that's not even like some of that's financial intake and outtake. Obviously we do financial audits in terms of accounts, not as in an external auditor would obviously from an internal perspective, we undertake those anyway. We have such a wide set that we end up planning with council audit committees because it's not just financial risks that they think about it risks across the board and they're, they're everywhere. You know what risks are like. I think categorizing the codes and financial reporting systems categorize financial accounts and where money should go. And I think that's really important. I think if you're a data person, definitely working with financial data definitely helps with working with all other sorts of data as well. To assess risk, you need data and then data can come in all sorts of formats once you get, when if you're doing operational stuff. And so if you get lost with analyzing data, it's always good to come back to the principles of financial data and that will guide you in your assessment of risk. I think in terms of what will get you the furthest on your audit career path, if you want to call it that, would actually be doing what you love doing. They're like, I like technology and I'm an IT auditor and that's the, the track that gotten me the most because I'm interested in what I do, no matter what it is. So there's loads of variety in IT audit regardless. But, um, so I think if you're interested in variety of work and you want to figure out what it is that you love, operations audit might be for you, or even just being an internal auditor somewhere, because then you'll be auditing whatever risks the audit committee sends you to audit. That's the purpose. And in terms of understanding of risks and controls, you can get that from thinking about what could go wrong, what could happen in any situation to come up with what are the risks and then to come up with the control that's, well, how do I stop it? Or how do I slow it down or whatever the issue is? How do I plug the hole that's in there leaking data? Thank you both for joining the podcast. As usual, I will let the audience decide. Thank you again for joining. 